0: Imagine this, you receive the results from your family tree DNA test and you discover a family that you don't know exists. In fact, you even travel to their home for Christmas. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm going to preview an upcoming Christmas movie titled, My Christmas Family Tree, This movie stars Amy Teagarden, Andrew Walker, and James Tupper, and it will air on the Hallmark Channel on Saturday, November 13th, 8, 7 Central. So the uh, short uh, overview of the movie is when Vanessa receives the results from her family tree DNA test, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. To discuss this movie with you, I'm excited to welcome one of the stars of the movie, Andrew Walker. Welcome, Andrew.
1: Thank you so much, Bobby. Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate you being here. So before we get into the specifics about this movie, you've been acting for many years, and perhaps you could share how all of that began. When when did you know you wanted to be an actor?
1: Well... Sometimes I still feel like I'm, I'm questioning what I do in my career.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all?
1: Don't we all? Don't we all? Especially Gemini. <laughs> right?
0: That's right. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> um, you know, no, it's it's. You know, all all jokes aside, I, I it's a, it's a true passion of mine, and it it is it's definitely um, my therapy. You know, it's it's what keeps me sane and. Uh, Makes me question, you know, my. I, I'm, I'm, it, it, it brings me inside, you know, myself a lot more introspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the beauty of acting, you know. So I started, uh, Bobby, to bring you back uh, about 27 years ago. Um, You're too young for that.
0: (laughs) I bet. You were We're a baby in diapers.
1: Yes. Yes. Ten years before I was born. Uh, Right. No, I, uh, I was in a lunch, an elementary school lunchtime drama program. And my teacher at the time, my mom's the one that that got me into it. And, uh, my dad was the sport guy. My mom was the art was, you know, very much in the arts
2: Mm -hmm. and,
1: uh, she, she said, hey, do you want to sign up for this class? Anyway, she got a call, few few months into the class Gets get the call from the teacher, and the teacher says, you know, I think your son uh, has really taken a liking to this. I'm starting an agency. Would you mind if I put him in the agency and start sending him out for auditions? And um, it was then my dad who ended up driving me, taking time. My dad is a retired school administrator, principal, elementary school principal, and he was a teacher, oh. high school uh, teacher back in the day as well, from the same school board, actually, that I went to school um, at the at school at uh, which which wasn't great for a a principal with a mischievous son. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so you were mischievous, huh? <laughs> I was
1: mischievous. Yes, yeah, so I you'd get you get you'd get some weekly phone calls when I was in high school, not not on <laughs> school. But anyway, oh, he would, he took time off his off school and he would drive me downtown Montreal, which is around 20-25 minute drive from where I lived in the West Island in the uh, suburbia area that I lived in, and. He'd wait for my auditions and for me to end my audition, and I started booking the first few that I went out uh, went out to, and I went out on, and uh, and he quickly realized he's like, well, if he puts some of this money aside, he could pay for college, and so he, you know, motivated by money on his on his side, but I really, you know, I loved, I, I kind of it was a little tainted for me when I when I had when I was, um, you know, when I was forced into memorizing lines because I just loved the creativity, the, you know, being more ad-libbing and improvisation of acting. Mm -hmm. But now, Mm -hmm. you know, you bring structure to anything for me and I kind of get a little antsy. I kind of get a little like, oh boy, I don't know if I can (laughs) have structure, structure, structure. (laughs) Structure intimidates me. I Um, see. Mm -hmm. but, But I ended up working for, you know, for around six, seven years. And this is the beauty I really, you know, I give credit to the city of Montreal because Montreal is such a uh, creative city and it's, it, it's really an inspiration when it comes to music and uh, comedy. I mean, one of, one of the largest jazz festivals in the world in Montreal, one of the largest comedy festivals in the world. And, uh, and it really is a breeding ground for, for the arts. And we have an incredible fringe festival every summer that goes off in Montreal. And uh, So I was, you know, I just felt like I was in this, um, you know, nurturing kind of city for the arts, and uh, and at the same time, I was playing I was playing football when I was in my younger in my younger years,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so I was really a football player. I never really thought that there was any life in acting after high school or mm-hmm. or even beginning of college.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't think that I'd be taking it on as a career ever but I lost a scholarship. I was uh, very much into football. I had a few scholarships from different schools and I, I, I picked, I committed to Boston college and I tore my ACL Oh and, no. and kind of went back to the drawing board and I was, I questioned what I was doing, wh- what I was going to do next. I was 20 years old, 19 years old when this happened. Mm-hmm. And I rehabbed my knee and six months later I said, you know what, I'm going to go back out and just start, you know, trying to, I'm going to go deeper into my acting. I'm just going to really, you know, spend as much time on these auditions as I possibly can and get real serious about my work. And uh, I booked I booked a series that took me for two seasons in Montreal, ended up meeting uh, a, a friend on that show that I ended up buying a car with and driving out to Los Angeles with, and kind of the rest is history. And I just, wow. I was... Very fortunate to book a TV series called Maybe It's Me. It was it was a Friday. It was a, it was on the TGIF on ABC, uh, TGIF nights, mm-hmm. and uh, it was with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, our show Maybe It's Me, and uh, the John Ritter show. Uh, something eight uh, eight different rules for dating my teenage yes. daughter. I think it was yes. called.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> so it was a great lineup, and um, and that show went for a season, and that got me my visa. It uh, got me exposure to casting directors and I uh, just kind of, you know, everything followed suit, but it, look, I've been in LA for 20 years now. And can I honestly say that I've thought a few times about, you know, getting out of the business? Absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I, I really feel like I, I only identified as an actor up until around seven, eight years ago, you know, which is, which is interesting. It took one job for me to really say, Hey, wait a second, Andrew, I'm, I'm an actor here. Let's just, like, call it what it is. I never liked telling people that I was, you know, if people go, oh, hey, what do you do? Uh, you know, I'm an actor. It didn't, it didn't sound, like, it sounded like I was waiting tables, basically. Um,
0: <laughs> I can see that, you know, though. I mean, you, you you know, you hear that comment, actually, from a, a number of actors that they have waited tables. I mean, that's kind of, I think, uh, probably a pretty common um job to have while you're looking for roles, but it's, it's actually a decent paying job. I mean, if you can stand on your feet and, and be friendly and, and uh, do a good job, I mean, you can actually make decent money waiting but tables. There's
1: nothing wrong with waiting I Not at let all. Me, let me get this straight. There's nothing wrong with waiting tables. Yeah. I just didn't like saying I was doing one thing when I was doing another right. thing necessarily right. where, and, and, you know, the, the, the what, go, when it, what really comes back to is the fact that being an actor is an incredibly humbling experience and you're, you're, you're dealing with constant denial. Mm -hmm. You are having to, you know, um, work on yourself, making sure that you're confident in what you're selling and how you, and just basically being in your body, being out of your head, Uh, Not being critical of yourself. I mean, yeah, you should be critical of yourself in anything you do to make get make yourself be better, but not in a in a incapacitating type of way, you know. Mm -hmm. Or like a. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like, and also once I really, and when I really started identifying as an actor, it 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 was in this acting class where, the teacher, uh, Jocelyn Jones was her name, she she would always give us all credit for 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 being artists. She's like, you guys are the ones that really, you know, you you know, you guys are the ones that, 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 that make people that give people escape, that give people Mm -hmm. a a reason to sit down and kick back. And like, you know, she always talked about expensive performances and like how somebody would, you know, go deeper into your work, do your research, go deeper within yourself on who you are to really, um, you know, shift someone when they're watching you on camera, when watching your story, make sure that you're, it's almost like they're a, a fly on the wall, you know, and mm-hmm. be authentic in everything you do. And so when she really t- started talking about the beauty of, you know, the, the beauty behind the arts and beauty behind acting and how vulnerable, you know, a place that you have to come from when doing it, I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is such a beautiful craft. I have to give it the credit where, you know, where credit is due. And Absolutely. I am an actor. I'm an actor and I love being an actor. I love everything that it took for me. And we to love you being an, an actor.
2: actor. <laughs> we love you being <laughs> an actor. Thank Definitely. You. Thank
1: you, no
0: brother. no really. I mean you you have you have like an authenticity and believability about you that not all actors have. Like you know some actors you can watch and you kind of feel like they're acting, but like certain actors and and I really believe this, and I, I wouldn't say it if, if it's not true. I believe you in your roles. Like, I feel like that's you. Like, you are able to jump into that role. And I think it's because your perspective, as you kind of led the discussion here about why you became an actor, and, um, you know, like you have a good perspective. You were talking about it being a coping mechanism, and we all have coping mechanisms. And how wonderful that your coping mechanism is is a career you know that yeah
1: and therapy I had another acting coach his name is Jamie Woolrab who had talked to me I was I was doing an odd that was really far downstream on on an audition and he and it was a real rough subject matter and he was like man use this as therapy do it and go deep and you can come back home at night and hug your kids Mm -hmm. for longer and and hug your wife and know that that's not the person you are and mm-hmm. feel like you came from that plate. Like you, you embodied that character and everything that that person did, you know, to become who they were. And, and then you can just, you just release it, you know, and then you come home and then you get to be with your family and, you know, going back to to hallmark, this is why I, you know, why I love working for the network that I work for, because I don't necessarily have to take on those roles, you know, that right. Often. Do I right. like The challenge? Absolutely. But do I want that to be my, you know, my constant? There's no, there's no way, you know, I really feel like I'm in a very blessed, uh, blessed line of, or blessed, uh, network um, or line of work and network to be working for.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we, we really appreciate you working on the Hallmark channel because I know for me, you know, I feel like the thoughts that we allow to go in our, in our heads, I mean, like, then we can, start to act on those and so i really choose to um watch family friendly television and there's a number of networks now that have them and of course you know hallmark's the mainstay right and uh yeah we just you know know that we can turn on that channel and know that it's going to be something that that we can watch as a family i mean that's that's our objective here and uh we we uh you know, really appreciate you being there, and I see that you know, and you were talking about, gosh, you went back over twenty years, which kind of was shocking to me. Um, but I notice that, um, and uh, yeah, easy for me to say. Sorry about that. No problem. When I think about like my first experience as you with you as an actor was as Billy Hamilton on When Calls the Heart. Hardies <laughs> call out sorry right?
1: sorry for that <laughs> apologies well you know I
0: mean you you were a little yeah um I don't know how would I describe Billy a little smarmy maybe the word smarmy, I
1: do smarmy. know yeah exactly that's what I was gonna say yeah yeah cool. so
0: I would say that that word to describe Billy Hamilton um and but the the fun to know fact here, uh, Hardies and and other fans of, of Andrew Walker is that Andrew almost became Jack Thornton. So when when they uh, had gone for the role, actually Andrew, you were like you and 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 Daniel were like one and two, right? I mean, as I understand it, you were the right. two finalists competing for the yep. Jack Thornton role. And, you know, unfortunately, they gave it to Daniel. I say unfortunately, but fortunately, I don't know, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, but we... Well, I, I
2: say
1: unfortunately. <laughs> <but>. Right. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Right. Because they're just, they're still filming, uh, they're filming season nine right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and, obviously I just would have loved to have worked with Aaron for as long as that as well. Right. I and mean, Aaron and Paul and all these great people that I have grown to love. Uh, Andrea Brooks. I mean, right. Amazing. Right. Yeah, it's just a... It's, it's a great cast. Yeah.
0: Totally a great cast. And, you know, and then it makes you wonder if you had taken the role of Jack Thornton, he'd still be alive. Probably.
1: <laughs> I, I would probably still be alive. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> but let me, let me, let me be, you know, be correct here in saying that I love Daniel Lissing. Like he's oh, a great yeah. guy. He's totally. a friend of mine. I sure. see, I see Daniel out and, ar- out and about here in LA and uh-huh. we have mutual friends. And I just, and we've had so many good times together in Vancouver. So I love Daniel. Um, and look, everyone has their own journey and, and own expectations and what they want in their career absolutely. and stuff like that too. So look, there's no, uh, yeah, no, no judgment or anything. I just, I, I right. just love the guy.
0: Oh, I, yeah. you know what? <laughs> he has got a following, you know? I mean, we just, as Hardys, you know, we absolutely love the Jack and Elizabeth story and they did an amazing job together so yes it was quite sad when um you know jack died but you know what that was daniel's choice and we respect that choice and um you know we're we're happy that you're all on the show that's for sure so why don't we segue into this current movie so again this this christmas new christmas movie is titled my christmas family tree now on this role how did this role come about for you
1: so this rule came about. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I get offers from Hallmark, which you know I'm very grateful uh, for, and they had this script that um, they sent over to me. And and um, you know, I'm starting to realize now that a lot of these these stories that they're that they're backing or they're getting behind are um, they're, it's not the norm, you know, which is which is great, and I'm, I love that. So I was very excited to read read this this story I'd heard loosely that it was about about foster uh, about the um, about foster care
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: uh, and so that really intrigued me and so yeah. I I read the script and immediately I was like this is this is this is exactly what I would like my next project to be with Hallmark so um, I agreed to you know I agreed to, 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 to uh, be attached to it and when I found out that Amy T I mean that was one of my other My other uh, uh, questions, I guess, is Mm -hmm. that I wanted to see who who else I was... Because that's, you know, it it really depends. Like, the script is one thing, but it also having a good leading lady is Mm -hmm. pretty much 90% of the movie as well. Like, I really want to work with somebody who is collaborative. We do get an opportunity to do a a lot of, um, you know, just elaborating on scenes. I mean, we want to say, like, you know, rewriting scenes but just you know make just just working together with my leading female is really what uh, I love to do before we jump on set together and go on this 15-day crusade to make it the best it could possibly be you know so oh. finding out that it was Amy Garden, I, lo- I loved her and Fla- Friday Night Lights and then um, and then I had heard that James Tupper was going to be involved as well and James Tupper's coming off of working with Meryl Streep on Big Little Lies so I'm like this, this is incredible, you know. I, I really love that. <laughs> score, this <cast>. yes, score. <laughs> and uh, and Vancouver has a great pool of, of actors that. Um, oh yeah, totally. You know, they throw into these uh, into these, these other supporting roles, and we had just that. We had a we had an incredible ense- You know, it was an ensemble cast. It was a large cast, uh, primarily kids. There was three kids that we were working with, and one of which was his first uh, first role. So it was nice to be on set and just kind of help shepherd
2: mm-hmm. him and, mm-hmm. and James
1: as well was helpful with him and just loosening him up a little bit and getting him in the world, you know, that we're all, that we've all created. And, um, but it was, yeah, it just, I, I just, I read the script and loved the storyline and the content and, and decided that I wanted to be a part of it. And that's basically how I, uh, how I came to be a part of this movie.
0: That, that sounds, um, sounds really great having, um, like having the foster system part of this and you know there's so many kids out there <laughs> that need foster homes and um it, it, it sounds really exciting and, and for me i love in christmas movies especially to have children in them um because yeah. when i think about christmas i i don't know it just you think about the joy of a child Right. And so, it, you know, this is really encouraging me to hear about this, because so in light of that, maybe you could set the movie up for us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you you basically put it in a great nutshell when you started when you started the the podcast, the, the interview here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But basically, you know, the movie. The the movie is. In totality, is about just the uncon- how unconventional families can be. And it's not. And it really is, you know, a family tree can be so much more than, you know, your bloodline. Right. A family tree evolves and it, it, whether you adopt or whether families foster, you know, it's all elements to what make a family. And mm-hmm. so with that in mind, the movie essentially is about Amy Teagarden's character. She, um, she, does AD, she works in the, in, in the foster care system. And being a foster child herself, she'd lost her mom at a young age, and uh, and was put with a foster family. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did a DNA test one Christmas. And usually her Christmases are pretty low key. She has not any family really that she spends time with. Um, her foster family a bit, but not really that much. She's she's still kind of very much on her own. You know, she has her good she has her friends and whatnot. But her friend, her friend had convinced her to do this, take this DNA test. One of these like 23andMe. Uh, exam uh, tests Mm -hmm. so it came back and she finds out that her father her blood her her blood father lives uh, just outside of uh out of you know 40 50 miles away Mm -hmm. so she decides to get in contact with him and he welcomes her with open arms and says hey why don't you come and spend some time with us this christmas if you don't have anybody i'd love to meet you this is incredible news you know and um he says, look, I have a, I have a friend of the family that can come pick you up and drive you out here. He comes, he comes every, every Christmas. He stays with us, uh, which is my character, Christopher Elfdad. Okay. And I show up and I meet her and, um, we have some fun banter and immediately I'm attracted to her. You know, we have mm-hmm. this, you know, we have an immediate connection and chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, in our very beginning, you know, of the conversation, I, I say, so how do you know the family? Uh, James Tupper's, his name is Richard. Richard uh, is, the, is who James Tupper plays. Mm-hmm. Richard never tells me how she's connected with the family. He says, hey, have a conversation with her. Ask her in the car <laughs> how she's connected <laughs> to the family. So I'm like, you know, it's it's it comes, you know, to a major surprise to me that she is his birth daughter. And so we have some joke, you know, some giggles about that. And, and then she's, you know, I ease her fears about how great a family it, it is that she's going to be spending this time with and say, look, I, so the way that I, my, I'm connected with, with the Hendricks, it's the Hendricks family, okay. is that my father and, and James's character, Richard, they did a couple tours together in Afghanistan and Iraq. They were in the military together. And my father and mother passed away in a car accident when I was 22 years old, around, mm-hmm. you know, 15 or so years before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and so I, you know, I also was alone at a certain point in my life and mm-hmm. felt alone. But Richard took me in with his family, and I've been going back to their house ever since. So I said, look, you're going to love this family. We show up, and basically, um, you know, it's, it's her just, You finding her way into this family, and the eldest daughter, she kind of puts up some walls at the very beginning. She's, you know, she's kind of like a little protective of her turf, you know. And and the other two kids, they really take to her. But it's funny to see how you know it's immediate. It's almost like two days of just her getting to know this the the immediate family. But then the extended family comes to stay, so she has to she has to work her way through a family of around 40 you oh know my. on christmas eve and so it's just the the oh. yeah it's a, it's a very visually it's it's very funny this this movie has a has such heart to it but it really ha- it's the the you know the comedy behind it all is the absurdity of how large the family is and how she's just been thrown into the lion's den kind of right. um, over this christmas but yet she has me to keep grounding her and making her, you know, and just, we have these very genuine talks or just, you know, these, um, these heart to heart moments where we're, we're talking about, you know, my past, I opened up to her, I open up to her about my past and what happened with my parents and how I was alone and, mm-hmm. and Richard reached out to me and he's really been a father figure of mine. And, um, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful how it really just kind of comes back around again to us each other's sounding boards in a, at a time where we were, we were very, it was very similar to of the, you know, the place that we were working from. Mm-hmm. But now I have my, I have my extended family in Richard and the Hendricks and all of their family. And I've been coming back every year, like I said, and just, you know, so it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really beautiful movie with, with, um, some amazing dynamics, you know, with different characters. And also they bring in the, this, this heritage where, um, we have a, a Norwegian there's a nor the Richard's family is Norwegian and his mother's there and she's Norwegian they serve food that's um has Norwegian influence to the to to it and so there's this like even more specific which is cool because Amy is able to connect with that you know she's like oh wow it's okay I'm 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 part Norwegian I didn't even know that this is right. so cool to learn that about me and so she's trying to learn the language and she's eating the foods and she's talking to the grandmother and the grandmother really takes her under her wing as well. And, um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm very excited for people to, to see this movie. It's, it's the perfect, it's the perfect holiday film. When you think of all these like classic holiday films, mm-hmm. with big things, mm-hmm. like Christmas vacation and, and home alone. Right. And, uh, there's that one with, um, not Elf, but uh, another one with uh, Vince Vaughn, where he comes back home. Uh, oh anyways, yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I know which one you're talking about.
1: Big family Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas movies. This is this is the quintessential family christmas movie with a lot of heart and some great comedy to it.
0: What well, sounds really exciting and and for me my mom had seven brothers and sisters and and christmas time I mean like christmas day we were always like traveling from one family's home to another and so we had these and everybody would just travel from house to house and we would have yeah. like 40 50 people together throughout the day and so I can totally relate to that and I can't imagine though for I believe her character's name is Vanessa uh, that she, is, yeah. she goes from zero to 40 in two days, right? And so that oh, must yeah. be it's, overwhelming hilarious. for her.
1: And, and Christmas, I mean, isn't Christmas for everybody? It's kind of like organized chaos. It just, Definitely, you, I think you, so. You just, and you're, you're okay with it. Yeah, because totally. When else do you do that? And right. when else can you have just a moment of everyone just being in the same room together and just enjoying right. each other's company? And it's almost a time where you don't, you don't necessarily even have to speak to people. You just go have some eggnog and sit it, around the totally, fire. And, exactly.
0: You yeah. know what? It's just chill, right? It, yeah. yeah totally. Totally. Now, did you do anything special or different to prepare for this role?
1: You know, I, I did, I did in a way where I, I was very fortunate to have, um, you know, I, I this definitely, she, you know, it is. It, it is what it is. And it definitely, it's, it's on the record, but Amy, um, Amy's Amy lost her mother at a very young age. And so mm-hmm. I was able to use Amy as a sounding board um, in, in how to deal with grief and where my character Christopher would be, you know, 12, 15 year, years later in, in having this be a piece of his identity, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not something that you just forget about. It's not something you necessarily just like, you know, get over completely. It, you just carry it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, and mm-hmm. um, it's like a parent losing a child. God forbid, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think I think people know that your parents are supposed to go before you, right? Um, but still, in that way, you know, in a car accident together, just all of a sudden is something that's very it weighs on you know, can very much weigh on you, you know, through in your life. And so I'm sure he, he carried some. Uh, you know, some anxiety or something. He had, he had some uh, PTSD from that. still. Sure. You know, and so, and just, and I also think that people coming from a, you know, coming from some sort of you know, having a major challenge in their life or tragedy or sickness or something, and then have, have, have persevered and got through it or, or just have a, you know, just kind of know that that's where they came from. It almost gives them more, credibility in speaking to other people about it right so Mm -hmm. like um just like Amy with me I was she was a very credible source it happened to her so I was asking her a lot of questions about where we so we would switch dialogue up uh where I was talking to her about my my parents my parents passing and how they passed and what how you know what I've done to kind of you know how I how I found Richard and how I you know been taken under their uh into their family and just, just, and I'm, anyway, she's, she's a credible source, just like my character would have been a credible source to Vanessa in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. so it's because she dealt with loss with her, with her mother at a young, young age and being in the foster system and, and, you know, and so I prepared like that. I just asked a lot more questions to Amy and she was an incredible wealth of knowledge and, um, and allowed me to just come from a little bit more of an educated place with it all
0: mm-hmm. so how would you say like your character that you portray i'm sorry did you say your name was christopher in the movie
1: yeah it's christopher yeah.
0: yeah yeah christopher so christopher so how is christopher like andrew and how are they different
1: well christopher is a an, a corporate attorney which is ah. pretty much as far from andrew <laughs> as you can <could> possibly <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just going back to the structure uh uh, you know i am very much a uh you know just a i'm 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 a i'm a i'm a a a little bit of a what's the best way to describe me i i i'm a floater you know i'm Mm -hmm. a floater i go from project to you know from project (laughs) to project and not even talk about my acting gig but i you know i have multiple different projects that i am working on all at once whether it be you know some real estate stuff or my juice business
2: mm-hmm. and
1: in the within the juice business it's amazing because i get to do sales i get to do some marketing i get to do um you know i'm going i'm i'm going with my wife to a trade show this weekend in portland so it's a lot of you know these these I, that's how i i what i how i love to live my life i don't like to have one you know one kind of uh, type of, you know, type of, uh, of work of like, I don't like to do one thing in, in working on at one thing. I like to do multiple <laughs> different things. So, you know, so a corporate attorney, again, being at the and call of other people, I don't, I, I'm not good with that necessarily. Uh, and, and Chris, you know, Chris came, came, had this, this, this tragic experience happen to him in my life. I have to say, honestly, I, I think one of the, the hardest things for me as an actor is I, I had an incredible upbringing. I had mm-hmm. an amazing upbringing. My, mm-hmm. my, I was, my dad coached my football team. My parents are still alive. Um, you know, they're in their eighties and you know, I have a That's great nice. relationship. with My father, my, my so mother great. unfortunately has, you know, progressed. All, yeah. Thank you. I mean, my, my mom, unfortunately has progressed to Alzheimer's, but mm. still she's like the full life up until, up until about a year and a half ago to two years mm. ago when it really, to the place it is now Mm -hmm. but so so chris had had a little bit more um you know baggage you know the stuff that he was carrying in his life that i think it's not a bad or it's not a bad or bad thing It's, it's it's actually like i was saying it gives people credibility but why i it's something i have to work at with my acting if i am taking on a role that requires me to be like a Billy Hamilton, for example, I need to look into the psyche of what makes that person who they are. It's like I can't draw from it very easily,
2: mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm.
1: um, so yeah, I just, uh, those are probably the differences. I'm, I'm, ai am very fluid in the way that i live my life. I'm, I'm doing multiple different things. I never like to be tied down to one thing. And, uh, and, and we're built where, um, Christopher is, he's a slave to his work. Right. He, he admits it and <sighs> he's okay with it. It pays the bills. I don't live by that. I don't just do something to pay the bills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I will, I will take risks to not be, you know, to, to not have to be in a place where I'm just doing something to pay the bills. Um, so yeah, I just, um, that's, those are the, probably the biggest differences.
0: Okay. well what do you think um, is was the most powerful part of the story told by the movie?
1: I, I think going back to just witnessing the uh, how the love that this whole family could immediately feel for, for Vanessa, when she when she comes into this house, even though the look the, the the kids had a little bit of a difficult time transitioning with her, because it's it's a it's not every day that you just have a, a a sister show up, you know, out of out of nowhere, but but immediately the family taking her under her under their wing, just knowing that she is uh, she's Richard's daughter, that you know, and I, I, I it was a beautiful thing to watch and to see. And I love what Helen Mirren had to say when she was playing the queen. Uh, she, someone, was, someone asked her, how do you, how do you play the queen? And she goes, Oh darling, you don't, I don't have to play the queen. People just treat me like the queen. And so, you know, what in Amy, Amy playing this role, she didn't have to necessarily try to win the family over in any way. The family immediately accepted her and open with open arms and, and, witnessing that as an actor to see to see it all play out was, was a really beautiful thing
0: what well, sounds like um, I can't wait to see this movie now we have to you know wait until November 13th to see this movie and I'm um, like I want to watch it today <laughs> <laughs> do you have any, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts about the movie before we uh, I have a few closing thoughts
2: no final thoughts
1: no I um, I think a Funny uh, a funny anecdote that I could leave people on when they're watching the movie. Anytime there's a scene where we're in the house, mm-hmm. just know that the neighbors, the neighboring house, didn't like that we were shooting on the property next door to them. And this happens every once in a while in Vancouver, but never to the degree that that it was for this movie. But they would blast all different types of music, whether it be rap, death metal,
2: oh my. 80s,
1: <laughs> 80s punk, um, oh my. Everything, everything, they were blasting their music. So anytime that actors were speaking inside the house, there was always uh, some sort of uh, noise, noise pollution that we were having to work through. So just give oh. the kids all the credit, because <laughs> especially, especially some of the younger ones that it was one of their first acting gigs, and here they are having to deliver a huge monologue, or you know, just like talk, like a heartfelt speech, and they have, you know, like I was, I was joking, like um, B- Brian Adams, Summer of '69, like uh-huh. blasting in the background. So, uh, and and mind you, like the music that they were playing, some of it was really good. I enjoyed some of the music, but you could hear it. Pay, like it was paper thin walls, so we mm. we had to keep our focus every single day showing up to work, and it was it was you know I, I joke about it. It was a little bit it was a little bit of a distraction when we were working, but just sure. just so people know, now they they when they watch the movie, there was always music. So every when I went to go do my my uh, ADR, which is audio digital recording, anytime you, for people that don't know that don't know. Mm-hmm. What that is you have to go in and you have to re-record the lines where there was a noise on so if it was an airplane flying over top of the scene or Brian Adams summer of 69 playing in the background, you just have to uh, you have to re-record that line so I went in and I did a whole bunch of ADR for the movie um, like all the rest of the actors did but it was mm-hmm. it was funny it was uh, we had to laugh at it because sure you know, it was it was a location that we actually had to spend more than half of our shooting time at. Wow! So eight out of the fifteen days we're at this house, and, and they're wow. trying to disrupt our entire set.
0: Well, that really is an interesting anecdote and a fun to know fact. And another one <laughs> is is that you and I share the same birthday, June nine. Isn't that amazing? I know, Bobby.
1: <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah,
0: it is. And when you, when you were talking about how you like to do multiple things that you're very fluid, I'm exactly that same way. I I I am happiest when I have, I'm juggling a bunch of things at the same time. I mean, that's just how it works best for me. I, I, I really struggle with just sitting down and watching a movie. So like when, when I can sit down and watch a movie and do nothing else at the same time, you know, that's a good movie. So I know that's going to happen here on November 13th (laughs) and, um, I want to thank you so much for joining uh, me today, Andrew. And uh, my Christmas family tree airs on November 13th at 8:7 Central on the Hallmark Channel. And I know I'm going to be watching, and I I hope you will be too. And again, I just want to thank you so much for joining us. And I want to thank, thank you, you so all. Much thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at OurFamilyTV and you can email us at hello at OurFamilyTV.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. So until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn and watching your favorite TV show.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Thank
0: you, Andrew.
1: Yeah, thank you, Bobby.